Welcome back again, everyone, to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. Where hey. we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some real life. We're going to talk about some real issues. Some real, and, uh, some real ish. Yeah, you want to talk about ish? We got ish. We got ish for days, <laughs> son. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Keith, I love this new format that we have where I didn't hang out with you last night. And I can have just like a real conversation with you because yeah. I haven't talked to you all week. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was actually up in Illinois last night. Well, not unfortunately. Yeah. It was a great time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Which, I mean, which was totally cool. I mean, we would have podcasted last night, but it is what it is, bro. What, what were you in Illinois for? I don't even know. Uh, I went up there to spend the the couple days with my aunt and uncle. Oh, so. okay, cool. Yeah, cool I did. Peeps. I didn't even know you had family in Illinois, so that's what's up. Yeah, my aunt lives up in Danville, so we went up there, stayed the night Friday, and then all day today we were out on the on a lake in their boat. I went tubing and thought about doing water skiing, but they didn't have the right stuff for someone who didn't know how to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. So because apparently there's training skis that you use, like if you don't know what you're doing. You jump on the training skis before actually doing it. What? So were you like, bro, my name is Keith Davis. I don't need training skis. Or were they like, no, trust me, bro, you suck? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was like, yeah, you, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you're definitely going to wipe out like every five feet. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was, wow. it was funny. No faith, uh, man. Sounds like a pastor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You don't have a degree, Burn. man. You can't you can't preach a sermon. What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. But Ash- <laughs> Ashley went with us, and I got to see her wipe out a couple times on him because she was determined to try. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's a, like, oh my gosh, that just speaks so much to Ashley's character. Like, that's literally like Ashley as a person. She's like. Are you kidding me? Wait, you did you just tell me no? That's exactly what I'm not going to do. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can do this. Trust me. And then bam, 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 bam. But she's like, she's just determined and she's super awesome. She tries new things all the time. <sighs> yeah. So that's cool that Ashley got to go with you and everything. Yeah, man. That's what's up. Not a, not a whole lot of interesting stuff going on in my life. Just, you know. Having more of those conversations about maybe going back to a traditional church, what's really the best thing for this point in our lives? Because me and Joanna definitely we want church, like, and when I say we want church, I mean like <clears throat> we want a place where uh, the focus is spiritual, and we can meet up with other people, people, people that are spiritual, talk about life, build new relationships. It's kind of like going to school. Yeah. As an adult, you're like, hey, friends, I don't know you guys. Let's get to know each other. And yeah. we definitely we want that. We want a spiritual community. And I, w- I wish that we could do that as a house church. But ever since the whole conversation and, you know, kind of like the moral, the morale, I guess I should say, is kind of split now. We just don't have enough people to make it beneficial as a house church. Like when you only have three families that are going to be serving, like watching kids. I mean, we might as well just get together and hang out. That's not like, you know what I mean? It's literally going to be like we're getting together so we can babysit each other's kids and have an hour's worth of conversation. That's just, I don't know if that's really productive. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So it might just be more productive to go somewhere where they have more people that are willing to serve so that, I, I mean, you've heard the phrase, many hands make light work. Mm-hmm. So the bigger the church, the easier it is to serve because you have so many people that are willing. And I would only like say, if it was like house church and we had 20 people, I'd only have to watch the kids once every two months, which means I can participate in just about everything that's going on with the house church the way it is, I get to participate in 66% of everything that's going on, which is almost counterproductive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just more conversations about that. That's really all that's going on in my life. We're trying to figure that stuff out. Still applying for jobs, trying to make it so Joanna doesn't have to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the church thing. Yeah, yeah. Go um, for it. I don't know, man. I may I may have been a little critical last week. I mean, I definitely don't. Yeah. Dang I, straight. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm. I just. I. I guess I don't really know what I want. I mean, <laughs> which which is so which is so okay. I mean, that's because I think it would really suck. Yeah. To not. It would suck to not have all you guys and to not have that group, but. At the same time, I just don't know if, like, church is really what I want. Or maybe it is what I want, but just not the way we, the way we have it set up right now. Like, because when I hear you talk about, like, the kind of house church you would want, I'm like, freak, yeah, dude. Like, I'm all for that. Like, that yeah. sounds great, the way you describe, like, how you would want it set up. But just the way, yeah. how it's set up right now, I just don't. I'm not a super huge fan of, I guess, the how it's yeah. how it's structured at the moment because because I like the way that you want to do it, like where it's structured, but at the same time, it's super free flowing and it's really more focused on people and not like here's our topic for the day. It's just more focused on so you know how's life, how's this going, what, how could it be better, you know, what's going on, how can I encourage you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, no, and I, I, I was talking to Joanna about it today. Is that like you know? And sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to skip over your point. Let me let me dial back and like address what you just said because that's I really appreciate that, Keith. That's a super awesome compliment, man. Like that that it. Well, I think you're awesome, man, and I think. Oh, I think you're awesome too, bro. Oh, God dang. <laughs> I think if you if you ever do, if you ever do do your house church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you ever make your house church i think it's going to be awesome and it's definitely yeah, something dude. i would support and if i ever get to a spot where i feel like that's something i would want to step into again and that's something that you are doing i'd mm -hmm. love to jump into that with you which i think i will get back to that spot even just this week i've been like driving up to work i've got like a 45 minute drive so i've been spending a lot of time praying and talking to God Dude. and spending time with God and stuff. So it's it's been a good week for me spiritually, I think. So Yeah, well that's freaking awesome, man. I'm glad that stuff's going legit. You know what I mean? No matter what's going on, I'm glad that you have those awesome times where you feel like you can look back on the week and say, like, dude, this week was a good spiritual week. Yeah, that's legit. So I, I'm telling you, man, those times where I'm like mowing the yard, bro, like where I have extended period of times where I'm just like not talking to anybody or thinking about anything except like what I want to think about. 
like, bro, I'm not even kidding you. Like, well, I'll be freaking mowing my yard and listening to like songs and stuff that have like spiritual undertones, and I'll be like, 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 tear up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mowing the yard, like, like a doofus. Yeah. I'm out there in my yeah. backyard and I'm like mowing, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm never giving up. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm a sell. I'm, my life is not my own. I want to do something. I want to impact the world. And I'm like feeling like I walk into the house after mowing the yard, and I'm like, man. Life is just great. You know? <laughs> well, I need to well, can I share kind of like a spiritual moment like I kinda of had this week? Yeah, bro, lay it on me. Dude. I wasn't That's, that sounds awesome. I wasn't even listening to like worship music or anything. I was listening to Four Today and I can't remember which that, song it was, but uh it got to the point where the spot where um I think it's off the wake album and he's like And I still believe and it yeah, gets real yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah. And I was just in my car, and I was, like, just jamming out to some for today. And I just freaking screamed that, dude. And, yeah. like, started tearing up. Like, I still freaking believe. Like, I Woo! still oh, think. Man. I, and there's no other words. In a not-joking way, know. hallelujah. <laughs> no, because I – yeah, no, you're – that's totally awesome. I mean, I that is? I'd still believe that I have purpose – I still believe that there's more for me, even through all the BS and everything that we've gone through. And and I'm sure we'll get into that here in a minute because I want to talk a little bit about the wedding and kind of yeah. I have some points that kind of correlate with that. But with everything yeah. that we've been through and all of that, I've taken it probably a lot harder than other people just because our situation was a little bit different than most people's i mean yeah no the way I, they I the way they acted and treated us and the fact that it those was. were those were pastors who did that and then to this yeah. day I'm, we'll get into that point here in a minute but the no, fact yeah, that our journey I, was so so rough i feel like i kind of i don't want to let that be an excuse to to let myself be in a spot where i i'm not growing and it's like I Bro. I still believe like not just I still believe in God but I still believe that that I have a purpose. I still believe that God has something for me that I'm not just I'm not here even though I like it and I love it but I'm not here just to have fun and just to enjoy my life and still be a Christian even though I think you can do that and be perfectly fine. I don't think that's me. I don't think that's what I'm here to do. So, bro, 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 Keith, bro. Can I? So, at the risk of making this like the most cheesy episode of the podcast that we've ever had on air, that is so so much an answer to prayer in the most non-churchy way. I'm literally not being cheesy. I'm not being religious. I like have not been praying that me and you get more on the same page about house church. I've been praying for you that like you find your footing and not be content to float. Yeah. Basically just wherever. And like, dude, that's so freaking legit. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm pumped. Like I'm ready to go to a four today show and like throw it down in the pit. I'm so happy. Like <laughs> if we could, even though there aren't ever going to ever be any more for today shows like, bro, that's freaking legit. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the encouraging words of Jesus with me. Yeah. 
No, that's good stuff. That's awesome, bro. Mm. Just, <laughs> mm, good. Mm. All right, let's talk about something depressing because I'm too happy right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but on your other... So, with you guys, you know, talking about going to a church, I, you know, I'm totally happy for you guys either way. I do yeah, think... I, I do think, I mean, either way, I think things are going to change with the dynamics of that, yeah, the house to. group. That Yeah, they have to. So, yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens with anyone, like, you know, I love all you guys and I still want to be a part of your life and I still want to get together and, you know, maybe on a Sunday afternoon every once in a while and just get everyone together and hang out, you know? Yeah. So, and I just, I mean, to, to clarify me saying that, like, me and Joanna are seriously considering going back to a traditional church. Like, we've had talks and today she was like, I don't want to go on Sunday I want to go on Saturday because this house church is really something that I believe in. And like, <clears throat> we want, sorry, I'm feeling kind of under the weather, a little sick, but, um, but I, it's saying I want to go back to a traditional church doesn't mean I want to give up on this house church thing that we've started. Cause I really feel like sometime in the distant future, I want to have a house church. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to figure this out. And so I don't think us like just dropping it and saying like, well, let's try this again in five years. That's not going to help me get any closer to where or Joanna or any of us really get closer to where we want to be, which is making church better, making church great again. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but I mean, that's not to say that like a traditional church can't play a role in building us up to be the people of God that will one day do the house church in the best way. But I don't, I don't like this venture of house church has been so awesome. So educational. I'm not saying I don't want to be a part of it. Like I, I, we will do everything we can bend over backwards to make our community stay our community. Because like speaking to anyone that's listening, that's ever gone through a crappy situation with the church. Like if like, like we've been through where like it just didn't work out and we're not a part of the church anymore. You can't do this alone. And I like, Keith, I'm just saying like to you, yeah. to everybody listening, I can't just start over. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are real yeah. relationships that I made there that I'm not going to give up on just because I feel like my life's going a different direction. So don't think for a second that we're just like, well, deuces, guys, it's not working. See our friendships later. That just can't happen. Like, I really feel like I found a church with you guys. And like to me, you guys are, are my church. The people that support me and will always be there for me, always believe in me, always pray for me. Yeah. So those relationships, you can count on me to be that for you. And I hope I can count on you to be that for me, regardless of what happens with house church and all that crap that's going on. Cause it's just like, I mean, that's the best thing I've gotten out of church other than like my relationship with God. That's the best thing that ever happened to me at church was the people that I met and the relationships I built. Yeah, uh, not the ser not not the sermons that I heard or the mission trips that I went on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, like, dude, about house church, like the you said, like the way that I described it and everything. Like, I guess my ideal, instead of having a sermon, because like sermons, man, I can get those. You know what I mean? But I can't, I can't get real spiritual conversations. And I think the best way that those start, <clears throat> and they may not always start this way, but like to do it like they did back in Bible times where people like church was literally like, let's get together and give testimony. 
Like if God's speaking to you in your life, I want you to tell me what God's speaking to you. Yeah. Tell me about it. And that'll start a spiritual conversation. Or if you're like, if you're like a broken, if you're breaking right now and you don't know what to do with your life, tell me, let's, pr- let's just stop service. This isn't a sermon. We're just, we're, let's just pray for you because you yeah. have a need. Or, you know what I mean? Rather than having like, this is our general topic that we're going to talk about. Like, I mean, if we know that we're going to, it's going to be open forum, people I think would just be encouraged to pursue God in their personal lives. And if you're hearing something, let's talk about it. If you're not hearing something, let's not talk yeah. about it. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. But yeah, I think that would be... That I th- I like that. I mean, that seems like a really awesome layout. I mean, even if you did incorporate like, hey, we're going to do some worship at the beginning, because I definitely, I love worshiping with other people and having that corporate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think I... No, I, I hear you, bro. Because I'm, I'm, like, I like... I know exactly what you're talking about. You just don't want it to be like, guys, we're about to worship because that's what we do. And uh, everybody just uh, get ready for that. So here goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I think if we can all get our hearts in the right place and just come together and like, instead of treat it like now this is the time that we worship, we just, I mean, make it real and like, I love you and I want to worship with you. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So, Excuse I mean, me. whatever happens, happens. And I mean... If you guys end up going to another church on Saturdays and then, you know, continuing to come on Sundays, and I, I don't know, I don't even know what it's going to be, to be honest, after a while. Well, I mean, we'll figure out how everything, how everything goes, and we'll figure out, like, you know, if we make it back to a group or, you know people yeah. want to split off into a church or I don't, I don't know man it is what it, it, it is what it is but yeah i know that i love you guys i love all of you so yeah for sure for sure i love you too bro so lay it on me keith let's talk about this wedding because uh just so everybody knows our bro ryan miller got married to our sister jenny curtly she's no longer jenny curtly she's now jenny miller it and sounds man, weird that was freaking like awesome. That. <laughs> our brother got married to our sister. And, uh... Oh, yeah, bro. You didn't know we were into that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. That's a funny topic. Uh, so if everyone is that believes in Jesus is your brother and sister in Christ, mm. it gets kind of dicey when you start marrying each other. You know what I mean? Is that even legal? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm that's like around, some but... uh, Game of Thrones stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know. Uh, woo! All right, well, that was a fun little loop that we went on there, but back to back to the topic at hand. We, uh, we just saw a lot of people from our previous life, like literally like... Exactly. Could we I just... We re-encountered a bunch of people from the church... That we went to, and uh, I think me and Keith had like some drastically different experiences. So let's 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 talk, Keith. How you feel about that? Okay, so I had a few 
a few notes on that. I mean, first yeah. of all, overall, it was good. I was oh, yeah. honored to to be there on Ryan's day, and you know, even though I turned down, you know, the possibility to be a bigger part of that, just because of it would have been even more awkward. It was still mm. good to be there for Ryan. Um, but man, it was, it was tough. I gotta be honest. Yeah. I mean, like tough, tough in what way? Well, emotionally mainly because just being around all those people again. And I, when I was listening to, uh, um, to Tom give his little sermonette, it literally, and not only that, but just, you know, all of them just walking by and not even acknowledging me, like knowing I was there, even though, I mean, it was mutual. I didn't want a conversation with them, but <laughs> how dare you not want a conversation with me when I want, and I don't want a conversation with you. But the fact that like all the, everything that they did in the horrible way, they ways they treated so many people and the fact that in their eyes they still don't see that they did anything wrong they still think that they are in the right and i just don't my question is that i've been asking myself that like you know popped up in my head when we were when i was sitting there it's like how can you treat someone so bad and then pretend like it doesn't even matter and yeah. by I, that question just kept going through my mind throughout the whole ceremony to the point where by the end of it, like I looked down and like both my fists were clenched. I was just, wow. I'm like, wow, dude, I'm just infuriated right now. Like yeah. how yeah. I just don't understand how you can treat people so bad. And I'm looking at mm-hmm. just my specific example, but I know plenty yeah. of people were hurt by that church, but it's like yeah. how, I mean, yours was, yours was to clarify yours was to get, let, you know, let people in is, Yours was a little bit different. Like I was asked to leave the church and ask, like, I was like, so can I come on Sunday and told, no, that's not a good idea. That sounds like it's really hurtful, but like, I still feel like it was a more clean cut ending with a lot of closure to that situation versus yours, which was kind of like, you were like, I didn't have negative interaction. It was one big negative interaction. It was like, everything's cool. Everything's cool. Okay, don't, don't, probably shouldn't come back. And yours was more of like dragging on because Amanda worked at the church and was having negative experiences with them yeah. at the church. And just, you guys rubbed each other the wrong way for a lot longer than it happened with me, where it was just like, hey, everything's cool. Every, oh, nope, no, not cool anymore. See you later. And yours was more like, not cool. Still not cool. Oh my gosh, that's really not cool. Yeah. And then it just kind of went away. Well, I mean, it's the way they treated us throughout the whole thing, you know, because people can say whatever they want, but we did nothing wrong in the situation. And I don't mean to. That's what they always say. I don't mean to beat a dead horse, (laughs) and I don't want this to be the Bash Living Water podcast because it's not. Absolutely. That's not not what I want, but this is stuff I'm still processing in my life. I mean, that's, that's how deep they hurt me. And I'm not, I'm not using that as a crutch, like, oh, I'm hurt, blah, blah, blah. But no, this is me legitimately trying to process all the hurt that I have. And it's not bitterness. I don't wish any bad on any of them, 
but they yeah. freaking hurt me. And, and not... the fact that they literally did so much damage to me and my walk with God and my life and still to this day will not acknowledge they that they did a thing wrong. It yeah. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with I, that. I agree. Um, and I mean, to make this relevant, I know it's just a conversation, but just like to, you know, the, the, to, to hone in on this, this conversation isn't a Bash Living Water podcast because these are real feelings that you have and the chances that no one else in the world feels like you do right now is slim to none. I know that there are people out there that have gone through the same situation, been hurt by a church and are trying to process their hurt, and it doesn't just happen. You know, they're not just like, well, I guess that's the end of our story there. Let's just move on to a better... Yeah, It doesn't just... The, like, these feelings just don't go away, and it's worth talking about, not because we hate the church we came from, but because it's just... I mean, why not? Like, if if anyone else feels like this, they should be talking too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, and so, sorry, just wanted to say that. Getting back to the conversation where you had, like, both your fists are clenched. You're really frustrated yeah, because and, um, how, can some, how can someone just pretend like that never happened? I, I, to be, to, to make it a conversation, I, I, what would you, what would have made it right? Like, what would have been better and would have given you more peace? Because obviously you feel that they responded wrong to seeing mm-hmm. you again and just acting like it never happened. What would have been a better, what would have been the response I guess you were looking for? A little bit of empathy. Like, like okay. I don't, I know I don't expect that I can be friends with any of them. But yeah. even like the acknowledgement of, hey, you know, whether I think you're right or wrong, I'm sorry for the way I may have treated you. You know, even yeah. that, I could have a little bit of, um, a little bit of closure, you know, uh-huh. and I could be able to just close that door and move past it and just move on, you know, but yeah. it's just yeah, a yeah, fact, yeah. like, so, basically like, like an apology, like, yeah, I mean, not an apology, they don't even have to apologize, like, hey, we realize you're right and we're wrong and oh wow oh great and mighty keith i don't need that yeah you don't need them to concede to your idea and say that you are right you just want them to show you love and say i'm sorry that it ended the way that it did that really was bad for everyone us you and i'm sorry that that happened yeah so that's what you that's your perfect response that if that would have happened you would have walked away feeling more peaceful rather than more, uh, well, just more reminded of the hurt that happened. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, to, I mean, to, to put you in their shoes, cause you talked about empathy. What I wonder, I, this is legitimately what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder what they want me to do. You know what I mean? Like, do they want me to like avoid them because they don't like me? Do, uh, should I, do they want me to say I'm sorry? Do they want me to say I love you? Like, basically I was thinking like, cause for me, like I just explained why I guess it was easier for me leaving the church is because I felt like I was, they were really, 
I mean, they weren't listening to me, but they still were like, well, Ben, we care enough to have a meeting about it. And I guess we'll try and figure this stuff out if you're really that upset. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a terrible relationship with them. I mean, it wasn't good by any means, but I didn't have a terrible relationship. Like no one disrespected me like they did you. And then it was just over because they're like, no, you don't. You, it, it's unhealthy for you to be a part of this. I just don't, in my mind, man, I just don't understand what I did that was so wrong. Like, yes, I, I, mean, I, asked, I don't either. I yeah, asked I'm, questions. I'm with you like, there. I asked questions and uh-huh. I tried to figure things out, things that I didn't understand, things that uh-huh. I didn't agree with. And I was never met with justifiable answers. I was just met with hostility and rejection and being pushed away. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that people who are still inside that church have been taught that I was the one that was in the wrong, that I was the one that came at them aggressive or, you know, shots fired on my ends. Like I'm the one who was trying to tear everything down and I was the one being used by the enemy. And I just don't, I don't understand what I did wrong because literally everything that we did when we asked questions, whether they were theological questions or personal questions, like we never tried to come at anyone with accusations. We tried to figure things out. Even with that, the question of nepotism in the church, we never were like, you guys suck and you're nepotistic. We listed instances and circumstances that had happened and were like, hey, what's the difference between what happened with this person and what happened with this person? And the answers that they gave us led me to the assumption, yes, this is nepotistic because of the, you know, with all due respect, the BS answers. And the thing is, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to, I don't want to this isn't the bash living water thing, but this is me. I'm just trying to figure out because I don't yeah. understand. Go for it, bro. I don't understand what I did. That was so wrong. And the fact that I'm yeah. now labeled an enemy to the church and they probably don't even think I'm a Christian. And if they consider me a Christian, I mean, at you all, basically left the church so that you could drink and smoke and cuss. That's I mean, yeah, I wanted to drink and smoke as much as I wanted to, and they wouldn't let me. So, that's so basically what, what and and that caused you to hate <laughs> them and say mean things and then you decided to leave the church. Before you left you said you hate all of them and you wish you they would die. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's I mean no, that's, I'm just a, <laughs> that's a perfect recount right there. <laughs> Obviously sarcastic. Happened. Every every listener none of that happened. That was not what happened. that is the exact opposite of the truth. It, I I mean Keith explained his his position on it but I want to get back to this issue of like, how do you deal with, as a Christian, you know what I mean? Because I still believe in all the tenets that were taught to me. I just, I found a lot of flaws in the practicality of how they were being carried out. So how do I, getting back to true religion, I mean, what is, what is the appropriate thing to do to someone that has hurt you? In the way of that, like, because there's tons of people out there that have been hurt by the church. And a lot of you people that have been hurt by the church are freaking Christians. You're not like people who went to church and you weren't really sure about your faith. And then somebody was like, I don't, I hate gay people. 
And then you left the church and you're like, F those guys. Screw that. I'm hurt by the church. There are people that are out there like that. I'm not discounting your suffering. That should not have happened. But let's be honest here. I mean, how much of a chance did you really give any other part of the church except that one douchebag pastor that said that? Yeah. But I'm talking to like the Christians, people that dug in roots, planted roots. And when the roots got down far enough to be dangerous, they were plucked up and thrown away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those Christians that are out there, the people that were involved, how do you deal with stuff like this? And that's what, that's basically what me and Keith are trying to figure out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, what's the, what's the appropriate way? Because obviously Jesus teaches us forgiveness. You know what I mean? But that doesn't just fix the problem and like, oh yeah, it's just forgiveness. See you later. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's, there's, there's more, there's more humanity to process out process out than that. But I'll tell you at the wedding, like I, because I didn't, Keith, I don't think that I'm the smartest person ever, but I think that I'm, I'm, I am gifted at relying on just pure good hearted love to like, when I don't know what the answer is, I just let, let, you know, I'm just going to love people and we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? So I made it, I made it a point to reach out to every single one of them and, you know, there might have been some spite in my heart when I did. You know, I mean, I wanted I wanted to make sure that I was the good guy when I was at the wedding. And I was like, I'm not going to be the bad guy. So guess what? Hey, how you doing? Congratulations on XYZ thing. Uh, I love you. Good to see you. Moving on. Not deep conversation, but I just wanted to smile at them so that I could. I don't even know, man. I might have been selfish and trying to justify myself. But I just couldn't think of a better thing to do. You know what I mean? Like I know that I was, I felt edgy because I'm like, Hey, are you still a jerk? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't care. I just want to make sure that I'm in the right here. And I was just trying to worry about me and be, I just wanted to, how do I say this? I want to clear my name and make it impossible for someone to condemn me for what I did because I'm doing nothing but loving people. Even yeah. those that hurt me. Like, I don't think that anyone can go after the wedding. I don't think that anyone's going to go back to, and I'm just because we're talking about it, living water and be like, yeah, man, Ben was such a, like, okay, hold on. Let me phrase this. Keith, I'm going to back up and zoom out for a second. So the conversation that you just had about living water, where you were like, they just acted like nothing even happened and blah, blah, blah. I, I wanted to make sure that they didn't go back to living water and have that conversation about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted to make sure, like, oh, yeah, but that Ben, he was a total jerk. No, actually, no, he shook my hand and said that he loved me. Huh. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's not pure evil. I don't know. I'm just trying to... No, no, I, 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 feel, you. I was. You know what I mean? Not that that's... I, I'm not saying that what I did was right, but, like, I just resorted to what I thought was best at the time, thought on my feet, and was like, I'm just going to love the crap out of you, because what are you going to do? Go back and be like, yeah, Ben, man... He just tried to split the church and love people. Man, that guy sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted them to have to – I wanted them to struggle if they were going to go back and have a conversation about like, man, it's just so tragic that they're falling away from the Lord. I wanted to make it really hard for them to do that because I just wanted to show them Christian love in spite of everything that happened. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Um, yeah, for me, I just kind of – to be honest, I just kind of stuck to myself. I didn't really go around yeah. any of them. 
and I think they kind of did the same to me. And yeah, there's a yeah, mu- yeah. for me, I think there was a mutual understanding of, hey, we really don't like each other. And <laughs> as much as that sucks, it's where it's at. And it, it's not. No, I mean, it's yeah, not it's... anything that I created. I didn't just decide not yeah. to like them. I mean, and yeah. it's, this isn't me just putting all putting the blame on them because I'm trying to cover up for something I did. Like I genuinely, if they really think I did something wrong, they uh-huh. can tell me. They can talk to me. But in my mind, yeah. looking back at things, we did everything right. We took the proper steps. We let people know we were going to be talking in, about certain situations. And we never once attacked the pastor or anyone else. Like, we were yeah. understanding all the way up until the very end. And then we were rejected because we didn't want to, you know, adhere to their beliefs. And that was not yeah. us. That was them. That is on them. And that is forever on mm. them. The way they treated you, yeah. it's on them. The way they treated mm-hmm. all these other people who have left the church, it's on them. And they can over-spiritualize it and they can say everything's just an attack of the enemy. And they can say people just don't understand and they don't see the full vision of God. And they can make all the yeah. dumbass excuses that they want to. <laughs> but when it comes down to it them hurting people in the name of yeah. God is on them yeah. and not on me. No. No, yeah. I tr- I I truly understand. I mean, I guess my my uh when I was there and in the moment, I I agree with everything you just said by the way. That's yeah. you're right. <clears throat> That's on them. But how I treat them, that's on me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's my true response, well. my my response to being hurt, and can I show love? Not that, not that you. I'm not. I, please don't think I'm sounding like I'm saying that you did something wrong. I'm just driving home the point that how I respond to the hurt that's been dealt out to me that is on me, and everyone else that's been hurt by the church. Your response to how you've been hurt is. That, that's on you. You know what I mean? Like not, not, not taken away from your point. And I think yeah. I, I legitimately think, I legitimately think that that scripture that says love your enemies doesn't necessarily mean like go out of your way and bake them a cake. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like that just doesn't make any sense. Like I don't think that uh, Jews in Israel should uh, hop over to a Palestinian neighborhood and bring them, uh, some butter bars yeah, or yeah. some potato salad, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is in Israel that is probably not apple pie and potato salad, but whatever you make for your neighbors. Yeah. I don't think that they should bring them some unleavened bread and be like, the Bible teaches us to love our enemies. So, here, and then they just get shot. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like th- there's obviously some wisdom that needs to be applied to loving your enemies. I think that you can kind of figure that out and see what that means for yourself. But at the same time, I mean, like, I don't think you needed to talk to them. I don't think that had to be the only healthy option was to go shake everyone's hand and look them in the eyes and say, I love you. But it it just was for me, I was going to have to leave that situation and look at myself and say how I responded was on me and what did I do? And for me, that's just what ended up being the best thing was for me to so I could go home and look myself in the mirror and be like, yeah, it wasn't your fault. 
You know what I yeah. mean? So for me, I think the best option in that moment was to just ignore them. Honestly, I think yeah. I really think that's what it was because because you, you me, might have responded really negatively had you you know had an interaction with them with your fist clenched. You might have been like, "Come here, you son of a." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because to be honest, I'm not gonna try. Like, I understand what you're saying about you want to respect, you want to respond with Christian sure love, I, and you want to make sure you're doing the yeah, right thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I it, it's not that I don't wish good upon them and this is something that we've talked about plenty of times but it's not yeah. that I don't want good for them and for the church I do hope that and I don't want to even say it in a cliche way because yeah but I do hope that God shows them where they're wrong and fixes because they may be genuinely deceived just like they think that I'm genuinely deceived and maybe I am who knows yeah we're we're off our freaking butts, dude. We have no idea what's going on. But what I'm not going to do, and I'm not saying this is what you were doing, but me personally, yeah. I'm not going to go there and put on a front and be all happy-go-lucky for them and be excited Absolutely, about their lives no. and literally act like nothing happened. Like I'm not going to go there and yeah, shake yeah, yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. It's like at Liberty's uh, one-year birthday party when – you know, Noah came up to me and shook my hand and was like, Hey, bro, how's life, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, life's good. Other than, you know, being completely rejected and called enemies by you <laughs> and uh, being told that Woo! you would fight to the death. Like, you literally told me that you would fight me for what you believe in. Yeah, I'm good, though. I'm fine. <laughs> God, life's good. Man. Woo! Jeez. You know, be real. Be honest. If you don't like yeah. me, you don't have to. And I'm not going to... You don't have to put on a front and like yeah. say, no, I'd never fight you, man. And I'm not going to be fake. And and I don't want to fight anybody. And to be honest, no would probably whoop no, my ass. Yeah. He's huge. No. <laughs> oh, cute, dude. You're just like, <laughs> you're killing me right now. This is awesome. <laughs> so I'm not trying to pretend like I'm like this badass who can, who's like just going to you know beat us yo let's fight bro yeah. let's take our let's take our bibles out and if your scripture is weak i'm gonna punch you in the nuts <laughs> and then i'm gonna stomp on your face you know? so yeah so i'm not what i'm saying is i'm not gonna be fake and act like everything's happy go lucky no, yeah. like i'm yeah. trying to find the the balance here like they did a lot of wrongdoing to people and they hurt a lot of people oh, yeah. and then mm -hmm. blamed it on all the individual people and acted like it's their fault. Yeah, which is rough. Did you see? That's rough, did you see man. John Darimakis's post? Oh no, I gotta look that stuff up. I love that guy, man. He's he's my favorite internet. Troll. Well, I love. Well, that he guy. made a a post, and I, I I just don't know about John. Like he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> no, he seems like a nice guy. And even I talked to him at yeah. the wedding, and you know, it seems yeah. like he really wants the best, but. I don't know. I think he's accidentally offensive or he's offensive in love or I, I don't know. I'm trying my best to read John in the most respectful way because I don't really yeah. understand where he's coming from with all the stuff that he says about us because he to be, you know, honest with the guy, he doesn't know anything about me and he doesn't know anything True. about my dealings with Tom and living water. But in his post... Well, I mean, a lot of people know about him because of this podcast, but 
I but he doesn't know personally. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, what what people believe is a perspective of Pastor Tom and the leadership well, there. Yeah, I mean, depending who you are, I'm sure the people in Tokyo freaking don't like anything about living water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, if I ever go to America, I know one church I'm not going to. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners in uh, Tokyo. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> but what was I saying? Um, so he made this post and he's pretty much like, I went to one of the most joyous and depressing events of my life. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did and see he was that. like, it was joyous because I saw the union of two beautiful people, Ryan and Jenny, and then depressing because 90% of the people there were people who could have been part of Living Water Church, but they aren't going there anymore. And I don't want to put words in his mouth like they fell away or something like that because I don't even know if he was making implications of that nature. But he was saying to the extent of, oh, what this could have been if they would have stuck it out, if they would have fought and stayed part of Living Water... The reason I'm not part of Living Waters because I fought is because I saw issues that were wrong. And the thing is, like, like I went back to my – I'm going back to my original point that I made at the beginning of this podcast of, like, when I had that moment with Jesus this week and I'm just like, I still believe, even through everything I went through there, I still believe and my faith is just as strong and I still believe I have just as much purpose in this life and calling – and God has a plan for me. I still believe that. It's just not necessarily there. Now, if anyone looks at me differently or looks down on me because I'm not part of that church or because, like I said, I don't adhere to their specific beliefs or doctrines, yeah, that's not on me. I don't. No. I I don't want to say it in like a um an apathetic way, but. I don't I, – I have way too many things to be concerned about in life than to worry about, you know, what Joe Schmo from this church thinks about me. I don't care. True. Like my – True, I've got real problems and real issues and a real life that I'm trying to live out. And yeah. if John or Tom or, you know, anyone from Living Water thinks that I'm – not living my life correctly because I'm not going to their church or because I didn't listen to them when they were talking or whatever it is. To be honest, I really just don't care in the nicest way possible to say. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Because I'm if I, if you had a, yeah. if you had a bag full of cares, you would give none of them. Yeah. <laughs> because and they might it just doesn't impact. You know, and to the extent that I care a little bit, they would just it would just be at the bottom of the pile. Maybe with John, but yeah, definitely not. Definitely I mean, not with Tom. His his concerns I, are of nothing of uh, to me. <laughs> and they're really not, and I don't. No, I, I, they don't have to be. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not putting that on you. Yeah. Like you better care, because at the end of the day, like, and this is where this is where I do want to come back full circle and say, just because I felt like it was right for me at the wedding to reach out and love and let people know that I love them. I think I, every bit of what was wrong before is still wrong. And if someone wants to know my opinion, you're wrong, boy. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, nothing changed. I don't agree with you more than I did before in any way. If anything, I disagree more. 
and those things have increased in my life having been out from under it as a whole. So yeah. like but I just I'm trying to separate that in my heart. You know what I mean? Like my disagreements and my accusations. I'm trying to make those put those in a separate compartment, I guess you could say, than the than the response that I want to give to them. Like if they were like, Ben, so you ever thought about coming back? I'll be like <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, not even close, man. Because that's like, it's just so wrong and messed up. It's not good, bro. So, uh, how's your sabbatical going? You, you done with that yet? <laughs> I, w- I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would call me and ask me how my sabbatical is going. Oh, man. Let, you know, if, if, like, are you sitting down? Because you need to before I start talking. <laughs> but... But I'm trying to separate that from my responses. You know what I mean? Because if if I don't separate those two, I'm just gonna like, "Hi Ben, how you doing? You suck." You know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm just gonna I'm gonna call them and treat them like I feel about my opinions of their ideas, and I'm trying to get those two separate because I feel like it's gonna make me act unhealthy towards them if I let my ideas and my opinions about what they think affect how much I love them. Cause then I don't want to become what I hate. I talked so much about, I hate that people can't disagree and I think it's ridiculous. So I'm making sure that I can disagree with living water to the 101th percentile. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and that's still be able yeah. still be able to disagree and love and say, you know what, bro, that is severely effed up. Yeah. But I love you and I'm just going to go over here and not talk to you a whole lot but I love you just so you know but I disagree entirely so I'm just trying to become good at disagreeing yeah and I, I guess, think that's the only difference right. between me and you and the way our interactions were with Living Water because yours was you know I had this disagreement. mine was there was a lot of pain there was a lot of hurt there was no, a lot yeah. of mm-hmm. shots fired by them I mean yeah everything from beginning to the end to you know after we you know to even after we left the church and Amanda was still working in the daycare and then all of a sudden Lana's making complaints about her class and Mary's treating her different and all the church staff literally ignores her now like when she was working at the church all the church staff ignored her during daycare all of a sudden and no one wanted to talk to her anymore like she was just this horrible evil person and she would come home crying and to me that's the side that's like you know i never had that if you've got children around cover your ears that's the side of me that's honestly like dude like fuck those people like (laughs) no like and look and i really hope the best for them but like to treat like not only just me but to treat my wife Mm. like that to treat amanda like that someone who is the nicest sweetest person that you'll ever see she literally would never do anything to offend someone and she we did so much for that church laid our lives down no we all did everything i mean i hear you and then to be for her to be treated like that after all of that yeah what yeah, I said no, before. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Keith, I appreciate I appreciate your candidness about that because, like, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this and you're like, these people are way off base. How would you respond to someone treating your wife like that? You're a pastor, exactly. You you have 
you have Alex Jones somewhere deep down inside of you. <laughs> you're hot blooded. You're American. You like to make children. But like, if 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 someone treated your wife the way that Keith's wife was treated, and she came home crying, Mister Pastor, how would you respond? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and and to bring it all home is you never drove up there and were like. Listen here, you piece of... You know what I mean? You never did that. You just, like, sucked it up and basically, you know, left with your heads down really, really hurt by the church because of that. And yeah. I just... I'm challenging pastors listening. Would you have acted differently or felt less hurt in that situation if your wife came home crying? I think not. I think that no matter who you are, that is unacceptable and you wouldn't just be like, yeah, I'm okay, I forgive him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's, for me, that's like, really, really messed up. Yeah, coming coming home after the wedding, I, Amanda, me and Amanda were talking on the way back, and I feel really good though. Like I look at mm. all the people who were giving speeches after the wedding, and the people who are yeah. closest to Ryan and Jenny, and none of them mm-hmm. are people who go to that church anymore, and. Like all the, like in the fact that when the dancing was going on, that I had a great, I had a great, seriously, I had a great time at the wedding celebrating my friends, Ryan and Jenny, you know, unite their lives together in marriage. And I had a great time and I celebrated. They were the ones sitting back in their chairs, brooding and avoiding and waiting to go home. I was not. I was enjoying my time there, celebrating my friends, and it doesn't. It didn't even matter when they walked up, because I just yeah. ignored them. Celebrated my celebrated my friends. Like there, yeah. there was at one point where I was talking to Ryan after the, you know, as a reception was drawing to a close, and Lana literally uh-huh. walked up while I was talking to him right in front of me. You know, wished them good luck in marriage or whatever. Didn't even look at me and walked away. <laughs> oh man, and bro, that's, that was okay uh. with me. I'm like, all right, you do your no, thing. Yeah. You show your real colors. You want it <laughs> like you ignore me, and that's okay because you know I'm not a huge fan of you guys either. So that's okay. We can yeah. mutually not like each yeah. other. But one thing I won't do is wish bad on them. One thing I won't do is wish yeah. bad on that church. I hope they get. Oh, yes. I get. I hope they get all their crap figured out. I really do, and I'm not saying this in yeah. some like, you know, pseudo caring way where I'm just like trying to one up them or seem like play the bigger no, man yeah. card. I don't care to do that. Like I don't yeah. really care what people think about me, but I really yeah. hope that they get their crap figured out, and I really hope they can figure out how to really love people right and not just use people for whatever ministry they see fit to put them in. Yeah. I dude, that's a really good point. I never thought about that, but like everybody that was up on the dance floor like reveling, I guess you could say, and like having a good time, I feel like I feel like we were mostly a not so much living water crowd. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but I guess that is true. I know I didn't think about it, but like, I mean, either dude, I just want to say like you were talking about how beautiful the wedding was, bro. Ryan Miller's speech was like, yeah, Mm-mm. like everybody said awesome things, and I was like, yeah, 
We love these people. And then Ryan took the mic. I was going to get up and say something, and Ryan was like, nah, screw that. Yeah, I was wondering, I I was wondering why you didn't do a speech, because that mic was open for a I, minute. A hot no, minute. No, it, it, it was... It was open, and then you know Josh Kirtley went up there, <laughs> and he was like, and, and, "Dude, I like I I just I swear to you, Josh Kirtley and Kevin Kirtley are like almost the same yeah. human being. Like if if Kevin would have given the speech, not a word would have been different. <laughs> but but he just was like, "You're my brother, man, and I love you, and and I'm proud of you, and I'm just I couldn't be more happy for my sister because she got a sweet, awesome man." And then I was like, oh, this is it. Here I go. And I literally like took my butt off my chair. <laughs> and and then Ryan was like, hold up. DJ, stop the beat. Let me talk to people for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he did so freaking good. It like literally was like, it was like a sermon that I wanted to hear. Yeah, it was, it was I, haven't awesome. heard one, I, haven't, I haven't heard one of those in a long time. And it was, he just basically was like, God is good. I mean, look at this. You, you tell me God's not good when you're looking at this. I am blessed. What is happening right now? This yeah. is how good God is. It's awesome. And I was just like, he said it so clearly and he wasn't, I was afraid because you know Ryan Miller, he just like offends people without even trying. I thought he was going to do an and, altar call for a second. <laughs> yes, I was, I totally expected it because like, <laughs> I, like sometimes I expect a Ryan Miller from like 2010, 2011 to come out. Yeah. Where yeah. he, where he's like, where he's like. Guys, uh, you know, whatever you're doing right now, just stop eating food. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ bled on a cross for you. And there was nails in his hands. And, and like, people were going to start crying. I was going to be like, what is happening right now? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, which, hey, you know what? All the power to that, Ryan, because I've loved Ryan since the beginning, dude. He's an awesome guy. That's really – he genuinely is like that. But yeah. he did so good – at just presenting the gospel as an invitation rather than a like manipulating people into feeling bad and accepting Jesus and being depressed at his wedding. Super awesome speech. Love you, Ryan. Way to go, bro. Um, Keith, I just want to real quick. I know I kind of got off on a tangent there. I apologize. It's all good. Uh, uh, I want to I want to vindicate John Duramakis a little bit. Okay. Because and I'm not against I'm, I'm not against it. the guy at all. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Like if there's anyone from Living Water that you're okay to like, maybe this guy's cool because he was hardly involved with like the structure of it. He just kind of went there. Yeah, and was a cool guy. Um, he his post is talking about like he was really happy and really depressed because he saw two young people get married in the best way possible but then he also saw basically like the wreckage of living water that what could have been and isn't he saw all those people there and uh he said what as i look through the audience of what i estimated to be 150 or to 200 or more people i was struck by the fact that this very audience could and would have been a gathering of living water community church except for the fact that through the years either by life circumstances or by various offenses, most of the people in it went packing. And if you stop there, it sounds like, wow, man, like, thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but he went on to say, please listen to me and understand. My intention is not to castigate anyone for leaving the church. I am positively sure that the circumstances were real and the offenses palpable and the reason for leaving were legitimate. And so he did go on to say that, like, he's not saying that, like, 
shame on you for leaving. He's just saying like, I don't know what happened, but dang, can you imagine if it would have worked out? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think he was like trying to shame anybody. No, I don't think so either. It's just my point in talking about that was like, they see the side or the presentation that's been delivered by church leadership. You know, they don't... Because if he truly... And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but if John Mm -hmm. Deramakis truly understood what happened with my situation and understood not even just the theological indifferences, which... No, I don't even want to argue that because... (laughs) Because, I mean, John is, you know, Greek by birth. He knows literally he knows he knows the bible like the back of his hand so i'm not going to argue that but i have differences that are they are uh differences that other people have too and they're ones that can be backed up by scriptures but that that wasn't even why i left because i could totally be in a church that i didn't fully agree with the reasons why i left was because what we literally talk about almost every episode in the podcast because all yeah. of because of the crappy ways that they treated us and yeah. and and that I don't know like that uh-huh. that's what I feel like doesn't get expressed by them. I mean even when like back when and I know that Tom even twists my words to make it sound like I'm that things happen differently than they did cuz I remember yeah. listening to even that recording of that meeting you guys had before even you guys left and you know even when he was talking to ryan miller and he was made it sound like that i was against ryan miller and the complaint that we had against wednesday night services but because the way he said it was like oh well keith said ryan that you were too preachy on the mic or you were just trying (laughs) no that's not what i freaking said if you would have been listening to me for one second you would have understood oh. my points, but what yeah, he no, right. he manipulated my words, and that's yeah. so. It's stuff like that that you have a problem with, even more than like theological differences. Is just plain Jane. WTF, bro? It's plain. What, it's, what was yeah, that? It's just straight up manipulation. That is disgusting to me, and my fear yeah. is that the congregation. Because literally hardly anybody came up to me from Living Water. My fear is that they've heard his side of the story, and he's their pastor, and they agree. But at the same time, I've had many people message me on the PNP page and on my personal Facebook or just text me Mm -hmm. from Living Water saying, Hey, I agree with you. Like, hey, I did some investigation when I've been... You know, looking at things more deeply than the surface level of church, of this church. Uh, praise God, and, whoever you are, praise God. I mean, there's been multiple <laughs> people who even still go there, and people who have who are like, "Hey, after investigating it, I saw that you were right, and I no longer go to that church." You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not that we love that they're not going there, but no, but it is but it people, is good that they ask questions and made decisions yeah, for themselves. People, people who actually investigate the depths of living water they see that there are issues that that are wrong and mm-hmm. pastor tom is not going to be able to manipulate 
those people for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's got to be real, to be honest with people, and stop trying to make people believe things. Let people... Mm-hmm. I, and, and not even just... Not even, like, theological things. I'm talking about, like, no, the way yeah. he has interacted with people. And he acts like yeah. I was the bad guy in the situation because I was hurt and because I'm pissed off. I was the bad guy. It's like it's yeah. like uh, we talked about in the last episode, the angry atheist video, where this yeah. Christian goes out and just offends the heck out of this atheist and then starts recording, <laughs> you know, yeah. and is like, well, look how angry you are. Why are you responding in this way? You know that you have <laughs> sin and you're going to hell. Well, don't you want to be better? I'm just talking to it you. It is that intellectual voice, bro. It is. That's the intellectual Christian. <laughs> and the atheist guy, he was literally... Don't you want to be better, you dummy? Yeah, and the atheist guy, he was just like I am right now. He's just... He was just a dude. You know, like, uh... He's a guy that's upset because there's someone pushing his buttons and manipulating the response to make it look like what he wants to. And that's what Tom yeah. has done. He's a freaking master Ooh. manipulator. And he yeah. has and he's got that congregation eating at the out of the palm of his hands. And they believe they I, believe I whatever say he says. They will believe whatever he no. says. I I agree with you for the most part. I mean, I want to give some people credit. I know there's free thinking people there that just can't see past it because he's doing a good job. Uh but um, that like I, I think that there are pastors who maybe aren't like this involved like this but like that they think it's somehow best for them to hide things or change the way that history went you know just to to protect the flock they hide some of the truth that could be harmful from them and that's not a pastor's job a pastor's job is to grow people into people that can process whatever the heck happened for themselves and create free thinking people that are strong and can make good decisions, not manipulate people into allowing their weak mind to do what is, what is, I think is best. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I just think it's a trap that pastors fall into. They think they're doing good for people, but it's really not good. Like really not good. For, they're trying to shepherd, but what they're anyone, doing is micromanaging and manipulating. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it, it, it sounds good in your head, but it, in practical life, we're looking at it and we're like, no, not good. Don't do that. Whatever's happening, stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I guess uh, we're we're getting here close. We're gonna have to wrap it up here pretty soon. I mean, this is our podcast. We could take it till like four in the morning. It's but whatever. Man. It is one. It's one forty-five. It's getting a little late, so. Uh, well, you know, 137. 135, Let me check out my movement watch. Oh, yep, yeah, 137. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so I, I guess to bring it home is that the overall message of the conversation, and I think that you'd agree with me, is that the reason that we talk about these things and the reason that we're airing it out and processing it and being vulnerable is, one, I feel like me being completely vulnerable and just opening up and you being vulnerable is helpful to people and there's not a lot of help like that out there on the internet where people are just vulnerable and like hey bro this is where I'm, where I'm, this is it I'm not manipulating you I'm just talking about my life 
that's good help that people need. But the other thing, I mean, to, to bring it home with a point, I guess if we could put a, a capstone on our talk is that it's super important to talk about your wounds if you've been hurt by church. And it's really, really important to not let those wounds destroy your life. Yeah. Because you, you cannot allow your wounds to create new wounds that create new wounds. Cause it's just a process of being wounded. That's unproductive. Don't let your wounds destroy you or don't let your wounds that you receive from church be the end of you. Exactly. And for me, but yeah, I mean, that's the goal of this podcast. I mean, yeah, for, for me at least, I mean, that's, that was one of my main points coming into this is, you know, I want to be a voice for people who have been hurt by church because, you know, like I said, the first couple episodes, you know, when you get burned by church, you have one or two things. It's either going to cause you to re- deconstruct and reconstruct and find what you truly believe and come out with more faith in Jesus, or it's going to push you away to a point where, like, oh, well, that man's a man of God. Well, I want nothing to do with his God then. Yeah. So, and I, I want the first yeah. one. I want people to yeah, be stronger. Yeah. Like, I myself want to be stronger. I'm not even at a point where I'm like, I have something to give, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to work this out as I go. And if I, if that helps someone, then cool. And if it doesn't, I'm not even trying to do that. I guess we're just kind of talking and I, I don't know. There's really no rock solid goal for this podcast for me, but no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, the rock solid goal for me is to just, uh, put this out there to start conversations like this that other people, you know, so that other people can, I don't know, I guess what I would just said, not be destroyed by their wounds. Like when church sucks, don't let it destroy your life. You know what I mean? Talk about it, figure it out. Cause God isn't bad. And no, not being at a all. spiritual person, being a spiritual person is not, is not what you've seen people make it be. Yeah. You can be, you can be your own person. Like, like again, back to what we said is like your response is on you. You can't just let it be like, well, that's the end of that. Bye bye. Yeah. I'm done with that part of my life. And I mean, maybe you can, I'm not saying that you like, I don't know if you can, uh, kind of, I'm not trying to manipulate people and tell them like, you have to be this and respond this way. I'm just saying that like wounds will kill you if you don't work on them and that's just what we're doing is putting the conversation out there yeah that's this whole podcast yeah if you don't if you don't fix a wound it's going to cause an infection so fix your wounds you know and that's what i'm trying to do that's what we're all trying to do what sucks is when the fact that you have wounds becomes an excuse for why someone's better than you like the fact that the fact that someone stabbed a knife in your back and wounded you all of a sudden they're looking at you like you're a madman because you're going into self-defense mode. Like yeah, no, the fact, that's, that's I just want everyone to know the fact that I'm hurt does not make them right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's very true. Yeah. And, and there's, there's expected reactions. You know what I mean? Like if someone stabs me in the back, I'm going to probably hurt them until they stop hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's kind of not how it is in this situation. We were hurt. Situation's over no longer a part mm-hmm. of it so now we're like how do we deal with it in a healthy way where we're not like hey you want to put another one in you know so you miss a shoulder blade over yeah, here yeah. 
that, that that's not what we're going for, but we're also not going for like, yeah, I can't wait till you turn around and I put this knife in your Becky's. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, but it it is what it is. Um, I I think this was a good conversation. I'm glad we had it because yeah, yeah, work work some stuff out. That was an interesting situation to be back in those in the in in an environment where we're together. Like that, that was pretty. But at the end intense. of the day, man, I had a great time. Me too. And I'm super happy for Ryan and Jenny. And I don't care if they do state living water. I mean, I love them. Let them, bro. Whatever. I love them. I love you guys regardless. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if I can say the same for the other side. If they left living water, would they still be loved? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> oh no man I love everybody and I love them they're just some of the best people that I know in my entire life well, I love you guys We, man like our last two podcast episodes I think we've said we love Ryan and Jenny like maybe even more than necessary it's, all, it's getting awkward so, yeah, it's, it's getting awkward years man <laughs> oh, so our brother and sister in Christ they got married yes <laughs> Brother and sister have weird. become one. That's not weird. That's not weird. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Keith. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna let you go. Everybody from Pilgrims and Prodigals, if you're still listening, this is the end of the podcast, and this is where I say, I love you for spending an hour and however long you've been mm-hmm. listening to this with us, because you must care. So I love you back. Thank you. Yep. Have a wonderful night. Get some sleep if you're awake past, you know, one thirty. You need it. Yep. Be healthy. <laughs> All right. All right, Keith. I'll catch you later, bro. See you, man. I, bro. Bye-bye, bro. Yep. yep. <laughs>